to get a chance to read them on air. So I wanted to make sure I started with that this morning. Uh, let's see here. I had a story I wanted to start with from Jack Posobiec, but I'm going to push that back a little bit because, uh, let's see here. You know, I, I really have put forth a lot of effort lately to not talk about black-white stuff. But it's really hard sometimes when Black Jackson seems so dead set on Jackson remaining a hellscape, a third-world hellscape, and they fight, scratch, claw, and kick any time somebody tries to get them to tack right. I mean, you can't tell me any reason why the capital, the capital City Improvement District should not be expanded. Nobody living in that district doesn't want it expanded. They are, or they're li- living in the potential area where it will expand to. Everybody knows that safety is coming. If they do that, they, they, they say it's racist to do it. You, could you imagine if anybody white anywhere said, we don't want no black cops here? We don't want no black folks patrol, you know, policing us? If anybody said that out in Brandon or Pearl or Madison or Gluckstadt or Clinton, no, we don't want no black cops policing us. And that's what they're saying. They don't want no white cops policing them. Think I'm lying. Uh, exhibit A here from WLBT last night. There is no bill that's been introduced this legislative session that has gotten the pushback that House Bill 1020 has. Just one day after Jackson's mayor compared the legislation to apartheid, hundreds made their voices heard outside the state capitol. Three your side's Brendan Hall begins our team oh, coverage tonight. Maggie, on the very same steps that Governor Tate Reeves touted Mississippi's successes during yesterday's State of the State address, roughly 200 people came out this morning to speak in opposition to what they feel would be one of Mississippi's greatest failures, and that's House Bill 1020, a bill that would more than triple Capitol Police's current jurisdiction and create a court system where judges are appointed, not elected. State leaders. This is my 41st year on these steps. And not much has changed from the first year. Well, if you've been doing something for 40-something years and you ain't seen no change, that, my friends, called the definition of insanity. This is a Representative Edward Blackman, Jr. from Madison County. To now. County leaders. Don't expect others to do for you what you can do for yourself. And this is a clear example that we don't need to take the same position that they are trying to throw on us. City leaders. If you're going to enjoy this black wealth, then you need to support this black city. And um, that was Chakwe. Church leaders. Here we are in 2023 fighting battles of 1823. Black people, the only people I know. This is Pastor Hosea Hines from the Christ Tabernacle Church. Uh, talking about 1823. Come on, man. No, they have to rewin their freedom every day. All with the same message for similar reasons. Kill House Bill 1020. If you want to know what's going on here, look, all you have to do is look at the map that Paloma held up. The CCID district captures every last white soul in the city of Jackson. It's a sea of black folks outside the CCID. Okay, so why does it matter then? Then why does it matter? Just look at the map. We know what this is about. It's about what it's always been about. It's about saving Jackson from these fools. 
race. Some have welcomed the idea of increased police presence in the capital city. The more law enforcement, the better for the city of Jackson. But those at Tuesday's protest say the argument that House Bill 1020 will reduce crime is simply a distraction from what the bill would really do. Nobody else in this state is being asked to sacrifice their votes and their dollars. No other city in this state is a has had to have the state fix their water either. To prop up a government within a government. I call this CCID district New Jack City. Ooh, he said New Jack City. That don't make no sense. Supporters say the expansion would allow Jackson police to focus on high crime areas outside the district and allow Capitol Police to focus on smaller crimes within the district. I tried reaching out to Representative Trey Lamar of Senatobia who authored this bill for more on how he feels about it. Unfortunately, I didn't hear back from them, his office until an hour ago and couldn't get comment for tonight. Can somebody <clears throat> I open phone line here? I want some detractors. John, Thomas, anybody. Why is this a bad thing? Can somebody explain to me, give me one valid reason that this is somehow a bad thing other than the perception that it's the Republicans trying to control the black folks in Jackson? Can somebody give me a reason that this is a bad thing? The only reason they don't like the Capitol Police is because the city wanted that money for their budget, for their little pet projects. They wanted control of those funds. This has nothing to do with anything else. They, they, they thought that that should, have been that should have been used to bolster up JPD. Y'all done a bad job with JPD. I, I, I don't think there's any, I don't think that's a secret. Y'all done a terrible job with JPD. No more money for you. No more. Use some of that six hundred billion million trillion dollars you got from Daddy Joe Biden to shore up JPD. Figure out a way to run some water through there. Build an aqueduct. Do something. You ain't getting no more state money. You shouldn't get any more state money anyway. All right, I got another. Uh, I got another clip here that I want to play. This is also from WLBT. It's going to take a second for the for the ad to run. I should have already done this. So I'll just run my mouth for another minute here. It looks like I can skip it in about three seconds. Two, one, here we and go. It would almost uh, immediately be challenged, from what I understand from legal experts here in the Metro, judges holding their own press conference a few hours after the one at the Capitol expressing uh, their concerns. But how exactly is this bill unconstitutional? What's the main argument? And could this case go federal? We're digging into those questions tonight. It proposes to take away our powers as if we don't exist. And this is unacceptable. Sixteen judges who represent Hines County uniting Tuesday behind this one-page statement vigorously opposing House Bill 1020. They say it violates the Mississippi Constitution. The most basic protection we hope to get from the legislative process is that we all live under the same law. This uh, ignores that that particular injunction. We have a way statewide of selecting judges. That statewide way doesn't apply here. We have a way statewide of carving up the baseline general jurisdiction circuit court judicial districts. This 
uh, doesn't abide those general laws. And that reduces accountability. Mississippi College School of Law professor Matt Steffi says judges would be appointed instead of elected. Prosecutors, the equivalent of a district attorney, also appointed. But Steffi's also careful to point out that it's only being viewed as violating the Mississippi Constitution, not the U.S. Constitution. A federal case would have to prove race was a factor in the decision to draft that legislation. It's not enough to say on its face it looks like it has a tremendously discriminatory effect or impact. But anybody challenging it would have to prove the state legislature did it because of that impact, not in spite of or with indifference to that impact. Still, a united front of judges opposed to this bill is tremendously significant, Steffi says. It sends a powerful message. Whether it makes any difference in the end, we don't know. Now, Steffi says he believes this will be challenged almost immediately if House Bill 1020 passes, but persuading a state court to overturn legislation like this may prove very difficult. Howard? Um, the bill is going to pass, according to my sources down at the Capitol. It's going to pass overwhelmingly. So, <clears throat> again, we got some fun text on this. And those angry, mad-looking judges up there uh, in, this, in that video, you can find all that at WLBT.com. It's going to pass. So just go ahead and be ready. So let's look at my text here. Thomas text in says, racism at its finest. Amber says, because they want to continue to do what they're doing, whatever they want. It is, man. I mean, they get paid. They get to protest. They get to cry, scream. Jackson wants its own Tyree Nichols and George Floyd so bad. They want that to happen here so bad. Saw so these pulpit pimps and civil white civil rights relics can get up there and screech and scream and cry about racism and police and yada yada yada. People are tired of it. Just it, it's exhausting. Nobody cares. We've been we've been playing y'all's game far too long, and it's only gotten worse. Like Kim Wade talks about it all the time. We've been doing it y'all's way for forty dang years, and look at where we're at. You can't even keep the water on. It's time for the adults to get back in the room and fix this thing. Hashtag save Jackson. Uh, <clears throat> I'm not sure who texts this. Unknown texture says, somebody call Jackson and tell him White Flight wants their city back. You know, people just want to be able if The tax dollars fund Jackson. The state of Mississippi is the largest property owner in the city of Jackson. It is the capital. You, you took the capital out. You think Jackson is... A bombed out third world country now, if you took the capital out of Jackson, it wouldn't take 90 days that you'd have to put a fence around it and it'd be a no go zone, like in a third world uh, war torn country. See here, I'm reading some text here. You know, one of my buddies at the Capitol Police says, All we are doing is our job, a job no one else has done in over a decade. That's it, man. You know, uh, the boss man uh, over over uh, Department of Public Safety, I'm drawing a blank, <clears throat> said when he did the town hall for Stokes, he says there's an entire generation of Jacksonians who have never been properly policed, or policed at all, for that matter. I mean, they're, they're kicking and screaming. There's a documentary. <clears throat> I've, I've referenced this before. 
I'll have to go find the name of it. It may be on Amazon Prime. It may be on Netflix. I, I, I don't know. It is about Detroit City. Detroit Crack City, not Rock City. Detroit Crack Rock City. And it talks about they went into, they, they wanted to go into the midtown there and just tear down a whole neighborhoods of dilapidated, abandoned homes and do a city garden, a green space. So, because it was a food desert. They wanted to be able to have fresh food and it was going to create some jobs and this, that, and the other. But because it was a white man doing it, it was all about racism and running black people out of their homes and all this other stuff. I mean, they fight, scratch, clawed. They finally got it to pass. And so they finally got it to pass. And all the people that were against it, once they realized the benefits of it, like, oh, yeah, this is great. It's the very people they documented over a two or three year span that this documentary was put together. But the very people on city council and the neighborhood committees and your pulpit pimps and your civil rights geezers from that era that are still screaming and crying about the same crap, they fought it, they fought it, they fought it. They're the very ones who say, well, this has been really good for the community. And it just goes to show that they don't know what's good for the community until you have to slap them upside the head with it. I do not care who I offend this morning. This is episode 441 on the two-year anniversary of the Clay Edwards Show. Let's take our first call. Derek. Hey, good morning, Derek. Hey, good morning, Mon Frere. How you doing? Man, I'm, I'm on fire this morning. How are you doing? Man, pretty good. Hey, real quick, brother. Um, I got a question for you. You know, you're, you're a far smarter man than I am. You know, you got that big brain thing up there. Ha, I wish. <laughs> hey, can, hey, hey, Derek, will you cut your radio down? Uh, I thought I did. I'm sorry. We just got an echo. Hey, that was the car thing. I had to take it off. Is that better? Yes, yes, yes. Hey, um, as large as the city of Jackson is, it's the, it's the capital city of the of the state, and as large as high, um, it is, I've always asked them since they always talk about youth programs and youth this and youth that, and I brought it up on Kim Way's show yesterday. Why do they not? Why do they public works probably not have a summer youth program? It would literally not cost them a dime. Better yet, why do they not have a police explorers program? That would literally not cost them a dime. Yeah, they got great questions. Great, you know, if we could ever get anybody with JPD in here that wants to talk, uh, open forum, I mean, uh, open invitation. Anybody with JPD wants to come uh, talk about any of these things, you're welcome to. We're, I'm not your, we're not your enemy, but we, uh, but we would love some accountability. And, 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 and again, you, you, you touched on a point earlier. They, they want to. What's this latest guy, this, this latest um, thing everybody's uh, ranting and raving about now? Uh, HB 1020. No, the, Ty, the Tyree Nichols or whatever? Oh, oh, yeah, Tyree Nichols, thing in Memphis. They, they want that so bad. You're, you're right. But sooner or later they're going to get it because they're doing the same thing Memphis PD is doing. You lower the standards and you let anybody come in. Well, you know, um, I'm glad you let – me, let me say something real quick. I'm glad you brought that up because I thought about – that was a thought I had on the way in this morning. If you, if you want the the – community policing if you want the people from the community policing the people from the community and not outsiders that's exactly what you're going to get you're going to get gang gang type policing that just happened in memphis well how can you expect your citizens to be police when you're you're turning the reins over to the very same people you're trying to take protect the city from yeah trying to protect them from uh-huh. You know, coming from if they come, you know, I don't agree with this whole they got to come from the community policing wrong because how can a person that's in the same predicament as them police them? 
Yep. Hey, Derek, we're getting a bad reception, brother. Great call. Thank you, man. Uh-huh. Yeah, you know, I, I thought about that this morning on the way in. And I was like, why do they keep – what is this resistance about people from the community having to police – or people from outside the community? You know, I, I'm still old enough that I call the whole Tri-County area Jackson. It's called the Jackson area, the Tri-County area, the greater Jackson area. There's even a greater Jackson uh, a convention – not convention, a greater Jackson – um. Oh, what do they call them things in the community where they go open businesses? I'm drawing a blank here. Anyway, <clears throat> it's all Jackson. Uh, it's more separated now than it ever was because Jackson's gotten so bad. And people that live in Pearl, Flowood, Clinton, wherever, they don't. Now when I tell somebody from out of town where I live, I'm like Brandon, Mississippi. I don't say Jackson anymore. Like Brandon. Or if I was in Byram. I didn't, when, I, when I lived in Byram, I just always said Jackson. Then Jackson annexed my neighborhood and I was, really was in Jackson. All right, look, I think we got Miss Sylvia on hold. We got to take a break real quick. This is the Clay Edwards Show. We'll be right back live in the Matt Kike and Flowood Studios, streaming live at WYAB.com and over the air at 103.9 WYAB. Breaking rules when necessary. That is exactly what we're doing here on the two-year anniversary of the Clay Edwards Show on 103.9 WYAB. I think I've been doing this about three years now, if you count the uh, Save Jackson podcast and all my live show, my live feed rants and all that stuff that I started doing back during COVID. This segment's going to be brought to you by our friends over at Lakeland Glass and Tent. You know, man, they've been on here since day one. They've been on all 441 episodes of the Clay Edwards Show. Thank you to Jason Anderson and his team over there. Great people. I got to spend, I got to come to their company Christmas party and meet a bunch of them. I recently did some business with them, got my windows tinted. Very happy about that, by the way. And you can be too. You can enjoy the same joy that I've experienced and go and get your windows tinted at Lakeland Glass and Tent. They also do home, car, and business. So they'll come to you and do your windows on your home or business. You need to get your vehicle wrapped, turn it into a rolling billboard so you can use it as a tax write off. If you're self employed, they can do that for you too. They can wrap your vehicle, design it, the whole nine yards. If you just want to change the color of your vehicle, you see all these uh, good-looking matte black and matte finish, flat finished paint jobs running around. Most of those aren't paint jobs. They're they're wraps. They can do that for you. And then you just peel it right off. You get ready to sell it or get tired of looking at it. It's a good investment. Protects your paint, too. LakelandGlassIntent.com be a great place to start. Or give them a call today. 601-946-1000, where quality matters. Lakeland Glass Intent. All right, let's go to Miss Sylvia. She's been on hold for quite a minute now. Hey, Sylvia. Good morning, Cliff. I mean, Clay, I still want to always call you Cliff. Uh, you, you can call me. You can call me anything you want as long as you don't call me Collect. <laughs> well, I wanted to have to and then yesterday I made a mistake. I misspoke. I said, well, I'll just recrept it. I misspoke. I don't believe that the police officers, the extra have been called, would beat on that uh, young man. What I meant to say is, what do I say to them on the phone? Because I know I would call 911, but I would have been tongue And Perez gave an excellent and wonderful answer. I thank him for that. Kudos to you, young lady. And I just wanted to make that clear. I did not think... The officers, more officers will come to be on the young man. 
I did think there might be a big, massive fight, but I just didn't think have what do I say once I dial 911. I'm a strong supporter of law enforcement, and I always will be a strong supporter of law enforcement. Sounds good. We appreciate you, Miss Sylvia. Well, thank you. Uh-huh. Talk to you later. Have a great day. You too. Bye-bye. Hey, real quick before I go to the next call. <clears throat> uh, I just uploaded right before I went on the air. I, I did not have time to break yesterday's show. It was a three-hour show. I had a doctor's appointment I had to get to. but So I uploaded all three hours in one podcast. When I got in this morning, I uploaded hour two and hour three, where Therese and I, in hour two, we went through the we revisited my, my red flags for dating episode and I went through all 20 and got a woman's perspective on them. Highly entertaining. And Therese got fired up. <laughs> then hour number three was us breaking down the Tyree Nichols thing from all angles, from an EMT perspective, talking about people losing their jobs over it, everything. Uh, she, she brought a whole nother layer to that, that I couldn't have done by myself. So both of those are now up. The hours are individual and titled properly. Hour number one, you can just listen to from yesterday where it says three-hour mega show. Hour number one is us talking about this uh, Capital City Improvement District in Chakway, talking about apartheid and colonialism and all that nonsense. So if you want to listen to hour number one, just go to the uh, three-hour mega show, listen to the first hour. If you'd want to just listen to the, the one about dating red flags, that's hour two. And if you want to hear about our stuff on the Tyree Nichols, that's hour three. It's all right there at clayedwardshow.com or wherever you listen to podcasts or stream music. Just search Clay Edwards Show for the number one non-sports-related podcast based out of Mississippi. All right, let's take another call here. Hey, brother, you're on the air. Thank you for staying on hold. Hey, man. Congratulations on two years, by the way. Appreciate it, man. Appreciate you uh, calling uh, since about day one, as far as I remember. Yep. And I don't even live in Jackson. Ain't that something? Hey, neither do I. I just that's it. I don't watch WOBT, so I just listen to you in the morning times for about an hour, but on my drive. So I appreciate. Uh, it. I, I don't watch them either. I just go to the website and look at the clips. Oh hell, man! There's another guy. I think he's in Pensacola that calls Kim Way Show just about every day, if I'm not mistaken. Right, Mobile Bob. Right, okay, so he's in Mobile too, then. Okay. Yeah. Okay, uh, Clay. What's the? What do you think the actual end game is for Jackson to actually turn it around? When <clears throat> will it be a natural disaster? Or will it get so bad that nobody can live there anymore and a new group, group of uh, people has to come in and basically convert the areas? You know, I I, so that documentary I talked about in the first segment about Detroit and the green space and all that, you know, so that that actually helped anchor Detroit turnaround. And then that guy, his name eludes me. He's the same guy that owns the Cleveland Cavaliers and, and uh, Rocket Mortgage and all that. Mm-hmm. He came in and bought a bunch of those skyscrapers, those abandoned buildings in downtown Detroit, and turned it into like a a Midwest tech hub, you know, to compete with the the West Coast and all that in San Francisco and everything. And it's worked. But, man, they had infrastructure and population and education in place there that we, we just don't have here. People yeah, do mean- not – young people – just don't want to move to Jack, especially if they grew up in the suburbs. They they, they know what Jackson is. So who are you going to get a, to move to Jackson? Clay, the difference in Jackson is you know Memphis and Shreveport. They're they're dangerous cities, no doubt. Even Birmingham. Uh, but you know what? They don't they don't struggle to keep the water on. I mean, they've got crime, but 
At least they got infrastructure. Well, they had such a head start. I, I've read some books and stuff, and I, I have to go back and I don't want to reference them. My, my memory ain't that good. But they, you know, Vicksburg, it's a crying shame Vicksburg ain't bigger than it is. I mean, it's a port, no. it's a river city. But, you know, somehow Jackson became Jackson. And it, man, back in the 80s, Jackson was on course. You know, I, like, I remember being a kid thinking, man, we, you know, we could, we could get a football team one day. And hell, the Saints had even moved their, their preseason, not preseason, but their, uh, their training camp and stuff up here. I don't know, that's probably a pipe, a crack pipe dream. But, you know, it wouldn't have surprised me then. Jackson was moving forward, good things were happening. And man, it took a U turn, and it took a quick U turn. And it ain't, I mean, it, it ain't coming back. It, Chimneyville 2.0 would have to happen and just have a burn it down, have a fresh start. Is that a natural disaster? Yeah. Uh, uh, you know, back in the 80s, we had a baseball team, we had a hockey team, we had two malls, two very healthy malls. Uh, yeah. We had Howland Village. And I'll be honest with you, I don't think Howland Village is what, is what, it, is what it used to be. Well, i tell you what. So, <clears throat> the, uh, I had a friend girl that I hang out with some, and she's always talking about Lululemon. And, and this, that, and the other. And she's, she's, and she lives, spends a lot of time over Meridian. She lives over in East Mississippi. And she was talking about this. She said, you know, that Highland Village has got that Lululemon, and it draws girls from all over Mississippi, all, Meridian, everywhere. And they're putting the Lululemon out at Renaissance. And I'm telling you, that is going to hurt Highland Village. When you don't have all these girls coming from all these areas and being kind of forced to go to Highland Village because they want those leggings from Lululemon. I know this sounds ridiculous having this conversation, but it's important. They're, and they can just go up to Renaissance. Where do you think they're going to go? And this is no they're knock at go. Highland Village. They've done a hell of a job keeping that thing nice, safe, relevant, uh, the Whole Foods, everything they've done there. They should win uh, Business Owner of the Year in Jackson every year. But it's going to hurt, even if they keep that Lululemon there. With them opening the one at Renaissance. Cool. Hey, man, have a great day. Hey, you too, brother. Thank you. There's your Lululemon update from the Clay Edwards Show. For anybody curious out there, your boy knows what Lululemon is. I got daughters. <laughs> but look, that, that that's real. I had to go out to Renaissance the other day and get a pair of jeans. Because I'm not going to none of the malls around here. Ain't happening. So I got out to the buckle out there. I like the BKE jeans. I'm wearing them now. I was driving out. I saw they got a Lululemon pop-up store while they're building out the actual Lululemon store right there on the main drag. You know, if you've got daughters, wives, girlfriends, you know what Lululemon is. That's those nice little yoga pants they wear. You know what I'm talking about. Bada boom, realest guy in the room. Hey, little breaking news here real quick. Uh, Tom Brady has officially retired. Tom Brady has officially retired. The GOAT is taking it to the house. Uh, let's take a call here. Hey, brother, you on there? Morning, Clay. How are you? Man, I'm doing good this morning. How are you? Man, uh, I'm from Shreveport, like the last caller said. And it ain't no different there than it is here. Hey. I mean, you got the same problem, same leadership. Nobody takes accountability. Mayors, those millions of dollars. I mean, it's almost like a playbook these guys are going off of. You know, I just curious. What is the end game? Is it just government money and programs, and being able to siphon that government money into their little pet projects and their consulting firms and whatnot? Uh, man, I'm gonna be honest with you. You put somebody that's in charge. This is what you get. What they need to do is elect somebody. And I know people don't like, it, but Trump could not be bribed. He could not be bought. Those people are few and far between in this world. 
I agree, brother. I, look, it, people are not running for mayor of Jackson because they want to save Jackson. They're running for mayor of Jackson to fatten their pockets and and skirt on the line of of, of day, committing felonies daily and staying out of jail. Uh, it is it is all for self advancement. And I'm all for it. I'm a, I'm a capitalist. I'm all for moving up, moving forward, making money. I want to I want to die with more money than I can spend. Just like most people, if they're being honest. But I don't want to do it because I stole money on the backs of poor people. Did you ever listen to Nine Inch Nails back in the day? Absolutely. Okay. Trent Reznor had this line that says, let's dance on the backs of the bruised. That's a great that, line. What song What song is that from? You, do you remember? I, I can't remember. It just popped in my head when I was talking to you. It said something. Well, hey, look, brother, hey, you're cutting out a little bit on me. Shoot me a text on the Guns and Gear text line so I can lock your number in. I'll, I'll repeat it as soon as we get off the air. All right. Thank you, brother. Thank, Have th- a good one. Be blessed. Hey, you too, brother. That Guns and Gear text line, it is 769-241-1944. 769-241-1944. So speaking of the Guns and Gear text line, again, Y'all are on fire this morning. Here's Thomas. Let's let's start at the top here on Thomas's text. Racism at its finest. The devil is too far in white and blacks in Mississippi. I can agree with that. And it says, uh, most evil and miserable people in the U.S. are Mississippians. I won't disagree with that. Jackson, Mississippians. They, uh, all the ones down there protesting on the steps of the Capitol about people actually trying to make Jackson safer. These are the same people. I'm going to stand back here so I can holler. These are the same people that sued the city of Jackson over roadblocks. These are all things that make your community safer. Then they're also the same people that when a 16-year-old, 15-year-old, whatever female gets shot dead in the middle of a street in South Jackson by another 15-year-old, then he stands above her and shoots her seven more times. These are the same people that will go out there and Talk about stop the violence, releasing balloons, and all that. And then leaving that event, these are the same people who get shot, who another two-year-old gets shot and paralyzed. Another 15-year-old girl gets shot. But they don't want more policing. Make it make sense. Let's look at let's, let's review. Let's review. Let me pull up the murder tracker real quick. <clears throat> Since COVID started. Jackson homicides. I keep this pulled up. It don't take long. Give it one second here. I'm going to have to full size my screen. Y'all bear with me. You would think I would know this by heart by now. Uh, 21 to 20. Dang it. Anyway, what was it? 153 in 2020? 126, no, I'm sorry, in 2020, 125, 126, in 2021, 153, in, let's see here, uh, 21, and, the, the chart's messed up, what was it, 135, 133, something like that last year, make it make sense, man, obviously what you're doing ain't working. That pastor got on the steps of the Capitol and said, I've been, I'm not pastor, he was a, he was a representative, state rep, whatever, all the same thing. 
I've been coming here for 41 years and nothing's changed. Well, that's the definition of insanity. What you're doing ain't working. If I do something for 41 days and ain't and nothing changes, I'm going to stop. I'm going to hit the reset button. I'm going to find another way to do it. <laughs> Hell, you know, you know what? Y'all know what I'm saying. Let's, let's read some text. Let's read some text here. You guys are on fire this morning. I want to make sure I get to y'all. I do appreciate every text y'all send. All right. <clears throat> He says, uh, unknown texture. When you have a joke, politicians telling people to throw rocks and bottles at police, why would they want legitimate law enforcement in the city? You know, and, and ironically, he's talking about Stokes. And ironically, Stokes doesn't seem to have a problem with this stuff. He, like, he was welcoming for federal law enforcement to come in and help. I mean, I think, I think he's seen the error in his ways. Now, he'll never admit it. He'll never admit it. All right. Another texter here says, took me 10 years to decide to do something different. It's a toxic cycle. Well, you know what? 10 is a heck of a lot better than 41. Uh, n- another unknown texter here says, Clay, that nine inch nail song says head like a hole. Thank you. Thank you. I just, uh, which, uh, that's what I was thinking, but I, I, you know, I know the hook. Uh, head like a hole, black as your soul or dark as your soul or whatever. Uh, Derek text in, it took Hurricane Katrina to turn New Orleans around. Well, unfortunately, it it took Hurricane, uh, uh, what's her what's the mayor's name in New Orleans? It, it took Hurricane Her to turn it back around to going the wrong way. You know, I, I was sitting down, uh, me and a friend of mine yesterday afternoon, yesterday evening, stopped by Burgers and Blues and Brandon. Your, your boy wanted a beer and some cheese sticks. And I'm sitting there, and I'm looking up at the TV, and the breaking news was Sean Payton had been traded officially to Denver Broncos. The coach got traded because they still had, you know, he retired mid-contract, so they had his rights. And, you know, there was a strong rumor that he was going to go back to New Orleans. So I'm just sitting there thinking to myself, you know, I know why he didn't go back to New Orleans. It's because New Orleans has turned into another third world hellscape, just like Jackson, Mississippi. Why would you go to New Orleans? I mean, when you got that kind of money, why would you go to New Orleans? I, and I hate it, man. I know New Orleans is a, is a legendary American city. I'm not taking away from its history or nothing like that. I've had some of the best times in my life in New Orleans with my boy, Corey McDonald. He haw <laughs> inside joke. Uh, the, uh, but why would you go there? I mean, I know Denver ain't the greatest place on earth, but you ain't got that type Democrat in Denver. You just don't. It's a little bit different. And you also got Russell Wilson. I know he had a rough year. Anyway, I don't want to get into the sports side of it. But of course he wasn't going to go back to New Orleans. It's going to be really hard for New Orleans to recruit free agents to New Orleans in the the current way it's being policed and constituted. People don't want to go to the games. The NFL may consider moving the Super Bowl from there here in a couple of years if they don't figure out a way to keep cars from getting broken into. You know, they'll have all their corporate sponsor people down there. They don't want that. They don't need that. And it's like, why would you bring a convention to Jackson? And I'm bouncing around a little bit here. Why would you bring a convention to Jackson when you can take it right over to Rankin County and not have to worry about none of this stuff? The convention center in Jackson is one of the nicest buildings in the city. It's one of the nicest convention centers I've, I've ever been in. 
beautiful facility. Half the time, they can't keep the toilets flushed. There was a cheer competition down there a few weeks ago. Poop overfloweth. People were sending me pictures. Let's take a call. Hey, call, you're on there. Yeah. uh, So I got a a text from the ACLU uh, about the improvement district or the complex, the uh, Capital City Complex, and it was talking about uh, text uh, Senator Gunn or Congressman Gunn about disenfranchisement from Jackson, and I, I sent—I I don't even know if the text went back, but I sent the text back, and I was like, "How is it disenfranchising when they're trying to take a piece of Jackson, like, and help it? Wouldn't that lessen the burden for JPD? Like, give them less area to to control or like, yeah, police? I mean, I, like, like I talked about yesterday. I mean, you could you could you could try to salvage North Jackson, and then you can free up JPD to patrol South and West Jackson." Wouldn't that yeah. make, doesn't that make more sense? Exactly, but no, it's all about, uh, I always talk about it, it's just like, black people, and I'm black as well, they talk about, like, white flight and, like, uh, gentrification, like, all the time, but don't do anything about it, and when their city eventually becomes gentrified, then it then they're all up and oh no look what they did to our city no that look what you did to your city like you had i don't know how long jackson has had black mayors but i mean you've had that long since 1992 ish 92 94 95 uh harvey johnson that's what 30 years yep you had 30 years to like run it yourselves but you know you run it into the ground and now it's on the point of being gentrified so, I mean, it's like a, um, I don't know if you've ever watched the boondocks, but uh, there's an episode, episode of the boondocks where this uh, guy wanted a park and he like built the fast food restaurant next to the park and uh, it made the park like horrible. And then the park had to close and he bought the park for cheap. And I'm just like, yeah, that's what's going to happen to Jackson. It's- well, that's what's happened with a lot of these abandoned churches and all that stuff is, or abandoned buildings that churches have inherited for a dollar. They don't pay tax on them. They're, they're secretly hoping and praying for gentrification because it'll, they'll end up getting those properties they got for a dollar or get donated to them or whatever because they're a nonprofit and the people got the tax write-off and nobody's responsible for the taxes anymore. They're, obviously, they're hoping and praying for gentrification. It's, it's this weird, nonsensical battle. And I always hear about white flight. I'm glad you said that. You know, um, <clears throat> Go to any bowling alley in and around central Mississippi in the on the weekend, and it is ninety percent black. And I don't have no problem with that. My point being, all those all those folks are out there going to those bowling alleys. I would have, be willing to bet most are coming over from Jackson, and and that's great. But to sit here and scream and hoot and holler about white flight when black folks are doing the same thing too. I know plenty of good black folks that have moved out of Jackson into the suburbs, oh, yeah. or they take their money go to go to Flowood. On any given weekend or Pearl on any given weekend out to eat. The restaurants are typically majority filled with black folks, which again is fine. I'm just acknowledging a, a fact here. But but it's but it's only bad when white people leave Jackson. No, it was like uh I remember when they first opened Malco and like I just wanted to go to a nice movie theaters and I mean the one at North Park wasn't nice anymore, so I used to just go to Malco all the time 
and this was when black people were still afraid of going to medicine because they thought they would get arrested. But, uh, yeah, now they just flood out the Malco and I'm just like, Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. You know, and, well, and I say it's, it's only my, my, my whole point of that was it's only bad when white folks don't want to go to crime ridden areas, but when black folks do it, it's perfectly all right. Nobody says a word about it. Yeah. You know, it, it doesn't fit in there. Hey, great call this morning, brother. Thank you. Yeah. All right, look, we're going to take a break real quick. I'm going to come back, finish out the hour with some of your text messages. You guys are on fire this morning. Great calls, great texts on the Guns and Gear text line. i got my buddy Mike Watkins in the studio this morning. had a little uh, last-minute opportunity to inter- interview him while he's in town, uh, going under the Capitol to handle some business. So we're going to chat it up about the first week of legal medical marijuana sales in the state of Mississippi with Mike Watkins. And uh, we've interviewed Mike before on the show, and we'll get into that some and all that. This is the Clay Edwards Show. We'll be right back on 103.9 WYAB. All right, man. Speaking of breaking. Thanks for listening. Tune in tomorrow at 7 a.m. as the Clay Edwards Show discusses all that is going on in and around the city of Jackson. This concludes our broadcast day. Right here on 103.9 WYAB.